Hello everyone, welcome to today's episode of Early Career Researcher Research Podcast. In this episode, I'm going to talk about the things that you need to know regarding writing and publishing a journal article. So what are the things that you need to know regarding writing and publishing a journal article? The ultimate goal of almost every research is to publish its findings, ideally in a peer-reviewed journal. Nevertheless, for many people switching from research to writing may be difficult. It is essential for new researchers to familiarize themselves with journal manuscript requirements while at the same time exploring the publishing landscape and becoming accustomed to the required to the ethical requirements. Insufficiency in scientific writing skills may lead to rejection that can have an adverse impact on the pursuit of an academic research or a position promotion. Also, in submitting research to an unsuitable journal can result in a lot of time wasted and unnecessary effort, a fact that many young researchers ignore or choose to neglect in their first steps. In addition, young researchers often unknowingly violate research ethics such as proper publication process. This review and this episode provides young researchers with a set of recommendations on how to select the appropriate journal for publishing their research, how to best undo ethical issues to prevent publication misconduct, and which common pitfalls to avoid while preparing their manuscript to increase their chances of achieving publication rates. So, to get started, apart from informing others, Publishing papers benefit in building a good CV because publishing actually shows that you are a critical thinker, you are uh, an organized thinker. It shows that you can see a problem and you can provide solutions to it You can using an organized systematic method. So as a young researcher, as an undergraduate researcher, publishing can be really beneficial for one's career. It can also help in building or enhancing one's CV and of course you will also be delighted to see your paper in print it gives you that rewarding and uh, joyful experience that you are able to contribute to knowledge another thing that you also need to know regarding writing and publishing is that get into the habit of writing papers as soon as you have accumulated uh, as soon as you have accumulated enough material it is easier to publish a, a short concise paper than a long and grammar course or pause papers so it is very important that even if you have a very small data that is able to advance knowledge that is able to contribute to knowledge that is able to advance our understanding about a particular topic you can let it out you can get that data out write it up and get it submitted in a peer review journal you don't need to have done thousands of work you need to have done just if you have seen that this particular data that you have will contribute significantly to scientific knowledge, then of course, let it out. You can publish uh, that kind of data, uh, write it up and publish it in a journal. So while writing a paper, carefully check the materials, write it up in a concise and readable way and generally try to to, to become familiar with it. It is very important because you are an authority on that topic that you've written. 
So it is very important that you get familiar with what your work and as much as possible try to write in a concise and precise ways. One of the best ways you can actually communicate your science is, pre- is precision. You need to be clear enough and of course you also need to be an authority and you need to be familiar you need to familiarize yourself with any work that you are doing make sure your article is well written read the author guidelines to ensure that the style and format meet the journal's requirement this is very important when you are submitting your paper to a journal it is very important that you you are sure that you follow the required format and style required by that journal what I used to do most of the time is if I'm submitting an original, original research or maybe a commentary to a journal, I'll first download a sample paper in that journal and also try to read the author's guide. All journals will have the author, author's guide or instruction to authors or information to authors. It can be in any of those headings, but they will give you guidelines of what they want on how they want you to structure your paper. So it is very important that your paper, your manuscript is actually well written. And you followed um, the guideline that is required by you, uh, um, that is required by the journal for anyone that wants to submit their paper to that particular journal. So be accurate. You are not only reporting what you did, but also teaching readers how to do it. It is very important that you note this point. Be accurate as much as possible. And you are not only reporting what you have done, you are also teaching the readers what you have done. So you have to be clear concise straightforward in your writing let them know what you have done and why you have done it it's very important that you put this especially while writing your method it's very very important that you are clear and you're able to explain what you have done so of course while writing scientific paper you need to have a clear aim and your research questions should be well divine you don't just want to be doing things anyhow that's why it is called a research, which is a systematic process. The processes that you are following need to be concise, needs to be clear. You don't just want to write anything and you can't even pinpoint what you have done. That's why one of the things that is very important is getting your research topics together. Because it's your research topic that actually determines how you want to answer it. How you want to answer that big problem that you have in your mind. How you want to, and it also determines the kind of findings that you are going to have. So, setting up a clear research aims and research question is also very, very uh, uh, important. So, what are the things that you need to consider when you're actually developing your aim and research question? First is to ask yourself, that is this feasible? Is it interesting? Is it novel? Is it ethical? And is it relevant? This is very important when you're coming up with research question. You don't want to do something that is not feasible. Things that you don't have resources. For instance, as an undergraduate researcher, you know, maybe you might not have access to laboratory and you want to do a study on laboratory and you know that you have a lot of coursework to do. So this might be really difficult for you. So you have to check, is it this research I want to do, is it feasible? Is it interesting? Is it novel? Is it adding anything new to knowledge? Is it uh, adding to the growing body of knowledge? You have to ask yourself all these questions. Is it ethical? And also, what is the relevance? Is it relevant? Is it useful? Is it advancing knowledge? It's very important that you ask yourself all these questions. Also, so very important is that review the literature. Identify a literature gap that the research will address and establish a framework and justification for a proposed study. Literature review is very important. You might think that this idea is novel, 
you're the only one that's ever thought about it. You might be shocked that when you do literature review, when you search using keywords in scientific databases, you will notice that you are not the only one. Some people have done this thing before. But the interesting thing is that you can still do it. But of course, once you have done the literature review, and you've compared what has been done, what has been published before, you'll be able to identify the gap, and you can decide to fill those gaps. There's always gaps to fill. There's always old. There's always uh, an opportunity to build on knowledge. So as a young researcher, you need to definitely to consider doing literature review before you even start anything. Because literature review provides the opportunity for you to understand what is known and what is unknown regarding that particular topic that you are uh, you want to work on. And that will give you a clear understanding of the possible gap that you will feel. And of course, this is also very important when you are developing your research question and the aim of your research. It will also guide. So literature review is very, very important to understand the gap in knowledge, to understand how you want to come in as a researcher and in developing uh, your research questions and research aim. So uh, doing literature review is an immense opportunity to understand how far knowledge has gone, what is known and what is unknown regarding that topic and how you want to advance it as a um, as a researcher. So of course, your objective and hypothesis can be more than one, but we often recommend that you have to be concise, clear and specific as much as possible. So in your research paper, you might be answering just one research question. But of course, when you are writing your thesis or when you are writing your dissertation, you can have many objectives. But when you are actually publishing a journal, we often recommend that you should, at most, you should have um, at most three objectives. So even have five or six, you can split it into two papers. So it is very important that you understand and you set a clear objective and you have an hypothesis that you are working with while doing your, uh, um, your research. One thing that is also very important, it is your research question that will inform the method, that will inform the study design. For instance, if you want to do some particular studies, what is best, the best approach that you can use, design that you can use, is to use maybe focus group discussion. In that case, if you use interview, you use uh, interview in an, in an approach of maybe you are trying to do a quantitative research, you may not be able to get the right information so but then of course when you have your research question you know exactly what you are looking out for it will be easy for you to actually develop the study design to develop the method that you want to use to answer that research question that you have in your mind some research it is best to actually do maybe uh, uh, uh to do to use interview to do a cross-sectional survey some research it might be for you to do uh, maybe in-depth uh, interview. Some maybe to do focus group uh, discussion. So it depends on your research question and what you are looking out for. For some study that you want to understand the um, uh, the experience of people, you want to understand how they feel. Then it's best used to do it's best that you use a qualitative research approach. So. The kind of approaches that you use in your research depends on your research question because that's it is the best way. Uh, the kind of um, uh, design or method that you use actually de- determines how you want to set up the study, the design of that study. Because if you know that you are looking for this particular problem, what is the best way? You are looking answer for answer to this particular problem, what is the best way to provide answer to it? What is the best way to answer this research question? What is the best way to answer it? 
So it comes in this way that once you have established your research objective, your aim, the research questions that you have, then the next thing is to come up with a study design. And it is very important that you come up with a study design that will give you the best answer to the research questions that you have. So use the research questions to inform study design. Construct a detailed description of how the research will be implemented, including the study population, the setting, sample size, research design, variables, data collection procedure, statistical tests and statistical analysis, method of data collection must be standardized. So all these things, you need to put them in place. Because research, remember research is a systematic process. And you have to be very careful with the way you actually answer those questions that you have answer that beautiful hymn that you have in your mind you have to develop the appropriate method to do this so when presenting a very new method give a detailed bulleted prescription in the later session on, on an appendix for example when you are trying to develop a new method the method is novel in a way and of course you need to give us new uh, you have to give us a very good understand a very good description of the research method that you are trying to use in your study it is very very uh, uh important so hardly anyone will read a paper from the beginning to the end yeah hardly will you see anyone do that really but of course there are key areas that they check so a normal business scientist will look at the abstract so that means that you have to be able to put out write a very good attractive interesting uh um interesting abstracts while writing your paper it must contain the essential keywords that's also very important because for some search engines for to improve the feasibility of your paper your title needs to uh, uh be catchy and your title needs to actually describe what you have actually done in your work and same thing with your abstract you must be able to talk about what you have done and the search engine will be able to pick up your work for other researchers to be able to find it and read it so while writing I will do another video that will explain how to write um, an abstract that is searchable by um, that is easily accessible by search engines. So, hardly will anyone read the paper from beginning to end. So, your abstract needs to be able to stimulate people to read your full paper. It needs to be interesting, concise, clear, and be able to communicate key findings that you have in your work. So, a normal business scientist will not look at the will not we just look at the abstract. Possibly the introduction and then the conclusion, and it's likely to look the, the the figures that you have in your work. So this also means that you need to organize your work properly while writing a manuscript. And also for your tables, figures that you included in your table, in your research, in your paper, in your manuscript, it is very very important that you have a comprehensive capture for each figures. You are also able to tell us the full meaning of maybe abbreviation, maybe under the table. So this is very very important, and of course I think most journal we even send you back or most reviewer we actually identify this. Always put a concise, clear caption of what each table stand or figure stand for in your manuscript. In your manuscript, so draw good figures. This is also very important. Draw good figures. Construct your table in a way that is understandable. And most journal even have limits. For tables, they can say they have they want maximum of four tables. So look for a way to be able to sell your point in tables. For most times, when you will need table is when you can actually you, you can't describe all the data maybe in a sentence. Of course, you need the table to showcase your key findings and everything that you cannot discuss. So anyone can go there to read the full 
uh, findings from your work. So tables, figures, they are really essential for your manuscript and try as much as possible to present them in the best way, in the best form. So as for the issue of ethical approval, I know many undergraduate researcher students actually find it difficult to be able to do independent research with, uh, especially when they need ethical approval. So of course you need to have every ethical approval for some kind of studies. Even some journals will actually reject your work if you don't have ethical approval. So you can speak to your librarian, you can speak to your faculty mentors on how you can go about getting an ethical approval for your research. Also, if you use someone's health results in your paper, always cite them fully and unambiguously. Make it clear that part of your paper are taken from there, from, the, from, from that paper. So it's very, very important that you cite carefully, you cite fully and af- avoid any form of ambiguity while citing people. So cite them if you use their data. Maybe you are trying to do comparison between your study and theirs. Just make sure you cite them. So citation is very, very important. You need to cite people's work. Once you cite their work, give them, cite them, um, and talk about what they say. Don't go against or don't say what they don't say in their own paper. I know most people do that. What they don't say, you just want to support with something. No, you have to make sure that anything that you are comparing with is actually factual. So, uh, ethical research conduct is almost important of science. It is very, very important that you follow all the research ethics. You can't submit your paper to two journals at the same time. If someone don't contribute to a paper, you can't hide them as authors. If all the, all, all the, all the researchers, if all the uh, um, authors on that paper doesn't approve it, the authors on the particular paper, if they do not approve it for publication, then you can submit it to that any journal. They must all approve it that, okay, this final fashion, we can submit it. So it is very important that you get fam- you familiarize yourself with ethics of doing research. You cannot just go somewhere and be collecting sensitive information, for instance, getting information from people with disabilities or getting data from people with um, living with HIV through question. You're just forcing them to be able to, to fill your questionnaire. All this gold, they go against the principle of uh, publication or principle of, of, of doing science, of doing research. So it is very, very important as a young researcher, you familiarize yourself with research ethics. You do training courses to be able to understand what are the research ethics, what are the things that you need to know regarding research ethics. So it is very, very important that you know this. If someone doesn't contribute to a paper, there's no point in hiding them as an author. It goes against the ethic principle. You must have contributed substantially to that paper to be added as author. So uh, avoid any unethical practices using ghostwriters and honorary authors. Understand how a contribution to a study is rank. Author rank is determined by how much each author contributed to the study. So you need to understand how authors are actually ranked, how are they arranged. What are the things that you need to consider before you add someone as a first author, second author, corresponding author? It needs to be decided even before um, when you have um, uh, before you submit the paper to a journal. Even before you start, you need to understand the order and the kind of contribution that everyone is going to bring on board. So, besides writing your own paper as a first author, 
publication can be achieved by getting others on board as co-authors that is allowed you can bring people on board as co-authors primary publication and co-authorship need to be balanced young researchers need to show that um they are productive and can write papers so that doesn't mean that because you want to have a sole single author paper you cannot collaborate with others you can collaborate with people collaborate with people and at the same time you can also try as much as possible to do some independent form of research when you know that you are capable of doing it or you have access to resources or mentorship to be able to do that but co-authorship with others is also very very uh important it shows that you can collaborate so don't publish repetitive work or publish your work piecemeal to get more publication nevertheless putting too many topics in one in long paper can make it really unclear so like i said earlier if you have too many objectives and you have access to many data you can decide to split your paper into two um you can decide to split it maybe into, that data into two publications so you can have two if the objective is too long so you don't need to publish things that are too uh cloudy that is not really clear on what you're actually trying to do you can split it into two papers write one publish it write the other one publish it so far that is going to make your work clearer and more uh um insightful so don't publish repetitive work that's why it's mentioned the fact that literature review is very very important as a young researcher you need to consider to do literature review to see how far knowledge has gone what is known and what is unknown and how you can actually contribute to bridge knowledge gap so there are many things that have been done but literature review will give you an insight on how far knowledge has gone and you can use that to avoid a uh, repetition if you wish your work to be remembered publish it in a reputable journal of course if you publish your work in a predatory journal that is not indexed anywhere, once that journal closed down, then that's the end of your paper. Your paper will not be accessible anywhere because in the first place, it's not indexed anywhere. So, but if, for instance, you publish your work in a very good journal, let's say you publish your work in uh, a journal that is indexed in good scientific databases, in that one thing that will happen is that even if the journal closed down, um, one thing is that your paper will still be accessible in the scientific databases where they are actually indexed. What I'm saying is that if your paper is indexed in PubMed Central, and maybe the journal actually closed down and they are not publishing again, and maybe they lost something or they are not just the journal is not available again, but because the paper is indexed in the scientific database, your paper will still be in that repository unless if that repository also closes down, which is very unlikely. So publish your paper in good journals, journals that are well indexed. If a journal is well indexed, I will talk about indexing in another um, in another episode. But publish your paper in high quality journals, journals that are well indexed across scientific databases. So even if the journal closed down today, your paper will still be available online for researchers to have access to them. So publish your paper in a very good journal so if you if you wish your work to be remembered and to be useful to the scientific community or even to have more feasibility published it in a period in a, in, in um in a reputable uh, journal researchers are strongly encouraged to submit to peer review journals like i've always amassed this fact that peer review is very good for your paper it provides the opportunity for you to receive feedback from experts from top researchers in your feed 
So once they give you feedback, you can use that to improve your work, to improve your writing, to improve your thinking process, to see things in a new way, to discover new errors while, while revising and to be able to correct them. Normally, if you do, if you go through a thorough peer review, I can assure you that your paper will come out well. Your paper will come out well. But of course, you can also decide to not agree with the reviewer's comment. You can always communicate that to the editor while submitting your paper back to that journal. But remember that peer review process is really, really important. It's an opportunity for you to receive feedback on your paper. So, in some disciplines, high-impact factors journals have high rejection rates. Even if an article is rejected, a no-fees researcher may benefit from the external reviewer's comments. Yes, some journals will reject your paper, they will, but they will send you the comments from the reviewers. So look at those comments and use them to improve your work, to improve what you have done. Studies published in journals with too low impact factor may not be considered good and could lead to lower evaluation. Well, of course, this is the traditional thinking. But what I think is very important is not about the impact factor. It's about publishing in a good platform that actually your paper will be sent for peer review. That's what matters. And of course, you as a researcher and the journal need to actually work hand in hand to improve the quality of your work. But remember, you are the one in charge of your work. You are the one that will be an author on that paper. So you need to make sure that anything you are submitting to a journal in the first place Try as much as possible that it is of good quality. So if you submit it to a journal, while going through the peer review process, you are going to receive maybe limited um, 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 comments from the reviewer. So what this means is that it's not about the impact factor of a journal, but of course, impact factor is, a tr- is structurally known to, main, to, to measure the impact of a journal or to measure you know, how feasible the journal is or to, to, to measure the, the ranking of that paper in a particular field. But of course, having low impact factor, having no impact factor doesn't mean that the journal is not good. So journals are new, while some journals are well established, long before now. So all these factors need to be considered. And as a young researcher, you need to ask people, ask superior before you submit a paper to any journal. Of course, most times if you publish your paper in journals with um, well-known or reputable publishers, of course, if they don't have impact factor, Generally, people believe that it is of uh, good quality. But of course, you can also make effort to submit your paper to high-ranking journal. There's no, um, it's not bad to try. So, to identify a target journal, consult its website to review the following consideration: aim and scope, target audience, authorship requirement, impact factor, traditionally, cost. So it is very important before you submit your paper to a journal that you re- you consider all these. You review the journal properly to see that they actually fit within the aim and the scope of the paper that you are working on. Is it really what are they really to are they uh, will they publish this kind of paper? So you need to review the journal to be able to show that your paper actually falls fall into um, the scope of that particular um, um, journal. So, and also you can check the authorship requirement, the format, the target audience to know, to have more proper understanding of what is required of you by the journal. 
So, of course, you can also use online journal selection too. I think I've discussed all this, how to send it to journal for your, for your paper in another video. You can consider, in another uh, episode, you can consider listening to uh, the episode on how to select uh, journals for your paper. So, make sure that the scope of the potential journal matches your paper. It is very, very important. Uh, and one techniques, one helpful technique for choosing the right journal check in which journal you cited references are published in i've already discussed all this carefully in the um podcast that discussed the how to select your uh, how to select journals for your paper so i need to um so many journals of offer open access for options take advantage of open access benefits because once a paper is open access Everyone can read it, everyone can cite it, everyone can use it. There's no need for any subscription by anyone to read your work. So, so always so try as much as possible to submit your paper to open access journal to improve the feasibility. Though it is not without a cost, but as a young researcher, you can always ask for waiver. And most journals we definitely grant it. So publishing in an open access journal is an opportunity for you to improve this feasibility of your uh, of your work. So, open access journals are establishing themselves as high-quality research outlets and their representation has significantly improved in recent years because your paper will always be available for everyone to read it. So, you need to do a good job and make sure that what you have published is correct and is right. So, that's the word of, of, of researchers. Make sure that you do a quality work. So, put yourself in a position of the editor or reviewer when you are trying to reread your work. This is very important before you submit your paper to a journal. So, be realistic with the quality of your research. Lean towards modesty, but it is critical to highlight its novelty and importance in the articles, in the article and cover letter to get published. It is very, very important. You are able to know the strength and weakness of your work and you are able to communicate it clearly. Remember, review is very, very important. These are just general advice that you need to know as a young researcher. Do not forget the random components due to unforeseen or subjective factors. You might st- you still might need a bit of luck to get accepted. Random components, some important section in your paper need to be included. Don't just uh, um, use um, what you think is the best way before you submit your paper to a journal. Make sure that you are doing it in the right way. And when you are submitting your paper, make sure that you follow all the crucial steps that is required of you. So this is a just general tip on writing and publishing a journal article. Definitely, I will still share more from time to time. So thank you very much for following.